I would really engage the people of Taylor County to say, what would you like to see from this office? What kind of education or information do you need? What can we provide for you? Hello again, Taylor County. I'm Alex Renneman with Unleashed Tiger. I'm here with Chad Proudfoot running for Surveyor. Chad, thanks for coming on the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I mentioned to you earlier, this is the first time we've had anybody running for Surveyor come on the program. So we're excited to, uh, to jump in. So why don't you tell us right off the bat, and I, people are like, what is a county surveyor? What is that? Sure. Well, and it is kind of interesting. And, and one of the reasons that I'm running is it's, it's an office that's created in the state constitution. And a couple of years ago, the legislature passed a law saying that you needed to be a licensed surveyor in order to run for county surveyor. Um, and part of the reason is I contend that the law that they passed is unconstitutional um, because there's a lot of uh, court cases and things that have shown over the years that in West Virginia, unless there's something specifically in the constitution that places a qualification on an office, most of the time, the only thing that you need to be is a registered voter and 18 years old. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do this because I wanna show that yes, anybody could run for this. Um, the surveyor's office now is quite interesting. At one point, it was a very significant office um, back during the days when we were part of Virginia and early on in our state's history that the, the surveyors actually did quite a bit of stuff. Um, now it's interesting because the county surveyor in West Virginia is an office that has no salary, no office, um, and no duties. So it's just sort of there. It doesn't mean that the surveyor can't do anything, but all of that stuff has been stripped away over the years. Um, and I think that's kind of a shame that it, it, to me, it's an opportunity that we could use for things. Um, so my goal would be if, so if I'm elected, yeah, I would not be allowed to survey land because you, that is still, a, you know, we have licensing requirements for that. But it isn't to say that the county surveyor couldn't still be a part of the public good in providing advice and information and education on, you know, land use, planning, um, different educational advice for people when folks need to find um, surveyors that are out there. The surveyor could be that sort of that point of information to provide you with how you can find those services and what's out there, requirements and things like that. So that's what I would uh, like my goal to be. If I'm elected, I would like to use the office, not for any gain, because like I said, there's no salary, there's nothing. Um, but I would like to use it as a point of education and information for the people of Taylor County to provide whatever help I can. Yeah, that's really intriguing. I'm gonna go off script a little bit. I, I'm, sure. I'm impressed. I, I didn't, I, you know, these are things um, that I wasn't aware. Uh, that's why you're running. That's really interesting. And I, and I missed the, uh, when they passed that law, I'm, I'm sure I heard about it at the time, or mm -hmm. maybe it just was one of those things that you don't really pay much attention to. But sure. so, so let me dig in a little bit then. So, so, all right. So you, you win, you become the assessor. Do you think that kicks off then a series of court cases potentially? Do you think that's what, what happens here or? Well, so that's another interesting point. Um, the way that it's currently worked is most of the time, if, if there's a challenge to somebody's qualifications, it's supposed to come prior to the election. Mm -hmm. um, so if anybody want, would want to challenge my candidacy, they could do so. Um, I've, 
fully prepared if that would happen. Because um, again, one of the things I've, I've said is I think that the law is unconstitutional. Um, normally, it's hard to, to challenge qualifications after an election. Um, and actually the sort of the prevailing court case with that is one from Taylor County. Um, you may remember a, a few years ago, there was a challenge when uh, Tony Beltry was reelected as a county commissioner and there was a challenge about the, the district that he lived in. Um, and the Supreme Court said then that really, if there was a challenge to that, it should come prior to the election process. And if not, then you should go through like a removal process or something like that. So it very easily could happen. Like I said, if somebody wants to challenge, that's that's perfectly fine. I totally understand. Would take nothing personally in that regard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And so, and this is a primary only uh, election and currently you're unopposed, right? So um, yes. on this would, side, now Jay, Jay Taylor is running on the Republican side. Um, he and I have conversed a little bit and I think that he's, I, I haven't talked to him specifically about this, but I think he might be running in for the same kind of reasoning of we both think that, yeah, they, they shouldn't have put this prohibition on the, um, on the office itself, or if they wanted to, needed to go through the constitutional amendment process to do it. It could not yeah, just correct. be done under the, the law. Super interesting. Okay, so, so what, all right, so, so you go through, and if you're fortunate enough to be elected, what does, um, what, what, would, what would a successful term as the county save surveyor look like to you? So I would consider a successful term to be one in where I try and, and raise the profile of the office a little bit and s for people to see it less as sort of a, what I would think of as a, a functional governmental office, um, you know, in terms of like the, the assessor or the county clerk, those are the, the offices that you interact with, with a lot of business that, that can affect your everyday life. Mm -hmm. I would like to people to see this office has transformed from sort of that historic role where it was somebody who went out with their tools and was surveying land for the county. You know, I think we've gotten past that point. I would like to have people see this as an office that's really a public service and educational in nature, where it's something where they can learn more about topics that would fall under that, like, you know, land use, planning, all of that kind of stuff, and information pertaining to that, um, that they have a place that they could come to learn about those things and feel like they're more informed on those topics that will hopefully help them with things that they might need to do in their lives. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so from a tactical perspective, how do you do that? I really, I would do it through um, various means of public information. Uh, I've told a couple of folks that said, I, you know, pay for my own website and do that, or we can put information out there on various topics, provide things through social media, um, probably provide some written stuff that could be distributed through other offices at, at the courthouse, things like that. Um, Again, it's an office that doesn't have any salary or budget or anything like that. So anything I would be doing, I'd be you know, funding on my own, but I'm happy to do that because I think that it could be something that, that really could be a valuable public service. Yeah, interesting. So this is so unique, but so, so what would you, you know, we, we talk on this program all the time that mm -hmm. a republic needs the people to be engaged and, and invested and active and educated about what's happening. So from your perspective, what would you ask of the people of Taylor County to help you be successful? Mm -hmm. I would ask them, essentially, what do you want from somebody in this position as county surveyor? Part of the, the 
you know, uniqueness of it being an office with no official duties <laughs> is that it's kind of a blank slate and that, you know, it, there's nothing that's, that it has to do, but there's also very little that's prohibited then, you know, other than actually surveying land because you got to be licensed. Um, but, you know, so I would really engage the people of Taylor County to say, what would you like to see from this office? What kind of education or information do you need? What can we provide for you? What would you like to see this office do? Because it's one, like I said, it's in the Constitution. We elect it every four years. I think it's been quite some time since we've even elected somebody in Taylor County. Um, so I would love to see what people would like from that and to see what I could provide in that regard. Yeah, great. So, all right, so as we look at that, kind of play that forward, um, mm -hmm. the idea of, of an elected official in our county, regardless of whether there's a budget or a salary or anything, it is a leadership position. And I always like to ask kind of these these next few questions. And folks sure. in, in the county are, are certainly interested in those as well. When we, we poll the county, they come back with questions for us to ask offices. And, and these are, are some of the ones. But so right off the bat, um, looking at challenges we have, we have challenges all through our county and we know those and we're going to talk about those in a minute but let's let's look on the other side first what opportunities do we have in our community so i think that really i think taylor county um is very well positioned in west virginia you know we see a lot of negative things about the state is losing population there's a lot of issues with you know business and taxes and things like that um Taylor County, I, I feel, is very fortunate because we're in an area of the state that's one of the few that's actually growing. So we're seeing the population of our county and surrounding counties grow. There's a lot of things that are here. And I feel like Taylor County, in the last few years especially, has really kind of embraced its role as a bedroom community. So we don't have a, a huge amount of industry here anymore. But what we do have are a lot of folks that live here, many of whom work in Mon County, Marion County, Harrison, things like that. And so I think that that's a wonderful opportunity because that means that folks are choosing to live here because our quality of life is something that they want. And I think we have a lot of opportunities to build on that with our service industries, with tourism, um, you know, take a look at Grafton. In the last couple of years, we've seen a beautiful turnaround with things with downtown and the surrounding area. So I think that there's really a lot of opportunities to keep building on that and have Taylor County be that place that people are choosing to live here, not because, you know, they have to or they feel like, you know, that this was where something brought them. No, they're choosing to live here because we have a quality of life that's what people want and they want to be a part of that community. Yeah, I, I love that concept and I, I tend to agree almost to all of that. So let's let's flip it upside down now. The, the things mm -hmm. that obviously they get all the headlines, which is sure. our challenges. You know, what are we up yeah. against? Oh yeah, and I think, you know, we're always gonna have some challenges out there that we face. I, you know, statewide, I think every county is facing issues with their budgets. Um, you know, people, people are expecting more from their county governments and, and officials now than they ever have, which is not a bad thing. Um, and, and county government is involved in a lot more stuff. Uh, so county, you know, county and municipal governments now are pretty heavily involved in, you know, community development, tourism, economic development, all of those things. And so I think some of the challenges are, you know, trying to find ways to fund all the stuff that we want to do 
to to bring things to the county um, that bring in people and revenue and some things like that. One of the things I've been really happy about, you know, Grafton has been part of the municipal home rule program. That's something I think that has been very positive for Grafton. They've been able to do a municipal sales tax and to do some other ordinances that have helped with that. Um, so I think looking for those creative ways that you know, we can use various means to overcome the challenges that we face. Um, you know, we have, we have an aging population in our state. So we're you know, trying to look to see what can we do to bring in younger generations of people, but to also reach out to the older population that we have because we still want them to have a very good quality of life here. Um, folks joke sometimes about West Virginia being a retirement state. And again, it's one of those things. I think that that's something we need to embrace because people are choosing to live here um, in their retirement years because they think it's a great place to live. So I, we have a nice sense of community. It's a good quality of life. And so all of those are, are challenges, but also things that can be opportunities, you know, when we work together. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go from those kind of challenges to, to much bigger challenges that, you know, sure. there's a reason we're on zoom right now and not in person. And that is, right. you know, the COVID-19 and what it's doing. And as of recording, yeah, we've got one case in West Virginia who knows by the time we air this, who knows? And um, you know, it, it's anybody's guess right now that, but that said, it's, it's certainly upended uh, our world, everybody's world. It's not West Virginia, yeah. obviously it's, it's everybody, but, but, but that said, um, as a, now, now what's interesting is as the county surveyor, that's not been somebody that's not a typical role, but elected officials are typically looked upon by the citizens as a leader. And, and so when things like a COVID-19 or opioid epidemic or whatever yeah. weather event or the next thing that comes to our community that is a, that is, I don't categorize it as disaster or just a huge challenge, a huge stress upon the community. What is it do you see in your role or what strategies might you have to help prevent some of those those things as a, as a county surveyor again i don't know how that applies necessarily or or actually you know more reaction you know when things happen what are things that can be done if, yeah. if that makes any sense yeah and that's something that i think it, it goes beyond you know okay well what could the surveyor do as more as you know what could we do as community leaders as a whole mm -hmm. and you know when something like this happens and like you said we're, we're in it right now mm -hmm. i i think that's the kind of time where we're looking less at you know titles and things like that and it's much more about okay we're a part of a community here what can we all do to help um and if that means things through public information and you know going out and, and helping one another setting up different you know different programs and processes that we need for things um like you said we're we're doing zoom right now because that's the method that we can use for some of this. Um, I, th I think the next, the few weeks especially, but probably even longer, we're gonna see our normal kind of alter. Um, and it's something that any of us as community leaders then can get involved to help with planning, to help with finding information, getting that to people, preparing, mitigating where we can. Um, it's not something I think the, the surveyor would have a duty specifically, but it is something that I think any of us in the community have a responsibility to help any way that we can with whatever's needed. Yeah, great. So a much lighter question. Among the questions <laughs> we ask folks, we ask for a lighter question. And uh, I love this one. It's um, yeah. for, for what are you most grateful? Oh, gosh. Wow. 
I'm grateful for a lot of things. Um, you know, I always tell folks when we talk about West Virginia and Taylor County and everything, I'm always really grateful about growing up rural. Um, and it's something that, so I, you know, I work with lots of folks who, you know, have grown up in various places and everything like that. But like, I'm grateful that I grew up in Taylor County. I'm really happy to be from there. I'm very proud of it. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a great family. I had a wonderful growing up. Um, I always felt bad for the people who, who always talked about, oh, I can't wait to get out of here kind of a thing. Um, because I think we do live in a really, we live in a great community. And, you know, when folks, you know, a lot of folks who have gone and done other things like coming back. Um, a lot of our folks, even if they're not here, still stay really connected to the community. Um, and so I think that that's one of the things I've always been really proud to be Appalachian. And I think that that's a characteristic that we have is that we retain really close ties to our people and our places, no matter where we are. Um, and that to me has proven very positive with nearly everything I've done in life because it helps us, we make wonderful connections and, and have just had a great life for that. So I'm, yes, yeah, so I'd say I'm definitely grateful to of being Appalachian and being a Taylor County. <laughs> Yeah, I love the way you put that. I mean, I for years when I traveled around, I used to defend being from yeah. West Virginia, and now I've embraced it, and it's very different. I've it's turned I've turned it into a superpower, if you will. Yeah, as opposed I was gonna to say being it, a crutch. You know, because you've you've been out, you've done all kinds of stuff, and you know what it's like that we never we never lose that connection to here, and other other people from different different regions don't have that. You know, I, I hear that from a lot of people that it's like, well you know, they grew up in New Jersey or something like that, and it's where they're from, but they don't really consider themselves from there. You know, you can find a West Virginian who's, you know, lived in Nevada for 50 years, and they'll still tell you they're a West Virginian. They just happen to live somewhere else. And that's a, I think that's a uniqueness to us that I really like. I, I agree, I agree. Well, Chad, um, it's been great having you. Uh, as, as customer on this program, at the yeah. end, we give the candidate a chance to say whatever it is they want to say to Taylor County, and we'll give you the last word. So what is it you'd like to tell the folks? You know, I think generally everything that I've, I've had to say, we, we've covered in other things, but I just want to say that I'm, I'm very happy to be running for this. I hope I can be helpful to the people of Taylor County if they choose to vote for me. Um, but I think that the, the biggest thing overall is to please get out and vote, no matter who you're voting for, what you're doing. Um, I grew up in a family where it was always expected that no matter what, you went out and you did your civic duty to vote. Um, so I would just encourage everybody to do that and uh, hope that everything goes well for all of our candidates. Great, Chad Proudfoot, surveyor. Uh, thanks for coming on the show and good luck. Hey, thank you, sir.